In today's episode, I am talking to the founder of Jane's Cottages in Ontario, and that's Jane McCaw. Jane started her business in 2015, and she now has 250 properties on her roster and 75 employees. And her business is very different from the traditional rental companies that operate in our neck of the woods. So I think this is a really interesting conversation. You're going to really enjoy it. If you're starting out in this business and you want to grow your company and beat the competition at it, listen in. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm super excited to be back with you once again as our fall season almost comes to a close. Certain parts of our province, the leaves are dropping rapidly now and uh, we'll be into winter mode very, very shortly. Now, winter mode to us up here in Ontario means a lot of planning and a lot of strategy for a new year. And as you know, from the couple of episodes I've done recently on the foundations of your business, it's a time for reflection, review of what's happened in the previous year and all that planning that takes place for next year. And I know from, you know, discussions with colleagues in our rental managers network that everybody is doing the same thing. So I'm really excited to have with me today uh, Jane McCaw, who's the founder of Jane's Cottages. Now, Jane's Cottages is part of our Ontario Cottage Rental Managers Association. She has a terrific business that has gone from strength to strength since she started it in 2015. Now, In one of my previous episodes, I talked about when you're starting a new business. And one of the most important things, particularly if you're coming into a market where there's a number of established companies, you've got to do something different. You've got to do something that is not the same as everybody else, or else it's going to be a struggle. What Jane did was found the niche that nobody else was covering in Ontario and that was the luxury cottage rental market. Now, some would say, you know, many of the cottage rental companies do have luxury properties within their portfolios, and this is very true. But the way that Jane has approached the luxury market is very different. It's something that hadn't been seen in Ontario before, and she has just run with it. And we're going to talk about some of the awards that Jane's won, some of the successes that she's had, how she has got to where she was in 2015 with just her own property to today where she has 250 plus properties and she is looking now to branch out into other parts of Ontario and other parts of Canada and beyond. So without further ado, let's get on over to this conversation with Jane McCaw of Jane's Cottages. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I'm super delighted to have with me today Jane McCaw from Jane's Cottages. Jane, this has been a long time coming because I've been want- – I mean, you are 25 minutes down the road from me. We, we talk <laughs> fairly frequently in our association meetings and you yeah. are – you know, you've, you've just done such a wonderful job with your company and it's all about what we've been talking about in the Vacation Rental Sex podcast for the past few weeks. So you are sort of the poster child for <laughs> – for, um, for for this business, for people who are starting out and thinking, well, you know, if I start out now, where might I be in five years? So I want you okay. to tell them what, what it is that you can do in that fairly short space of time and make such an impact. So, well, Thank you very much, Heather. I've known you for many, many years now. Well, seven years. I've been, I just finished my seventh summer. And, uh, you know, you were a guru when I started and I looked up to you and, you know, now we're very much colleagues and all that sort of stuff. I, I feel like I know the business as good as anybody can know it. I feel like it was a natural business for me to get into uh, with my marketing and sort of technology background. But, you know, what is your question again? <laughs> well, I, How I did remember, I get into it? I remember meeting yeah. you for the first time. It was a Vacation Rental Success Summit in Toronto. And yeah. I hadn't come across Jane's Cottages before. And then all of a sudden, there you were on the scene. And somebody that I'd known in the industry for a long, long time, Richard Vorton. He came, Richard came my up, fave. Yeah, yeah, Richard came up to me and said, do you know what this lady's doing? You've, you've got to get in there. She has got the model that you should all be emulating. So, yeah. And I was like, thank oh, you. Who? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I, I reached out to Richard when I first started in the business. I uh, actually, I think I got his name through Antonio. And so I can only say that starting off in the business, the best place to do is get online and research about what's going on in the industry, you know, from everything that you can get your hands on. I'm a real sort of research person. And so sign up for all the publications and just get to know, you know, get a little bit out of your comfort zone and start making emails and talking to people. And you'd be very surprised because most people in this industry um, have come into it in an, in a roundabout way. We didn't think we would ever get into this type of industry and chances are it's not very, it's not a corporate type industry. And so you pick up the phone, you pick up a, you send an email to people and they will get back. Chances are they will get back. And, you know, Heather and I, we are 25 minutes down the street and, you know, we are not really sharing that much in terms of, in some cases, I've sent people to you, you sent people to me, but definitely not at the beginning. But, you know, when you reach out in the industry, we're so geographically spread Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, you can get the advice. So Richard was, you know, a person that gave me so much advice because he had started a virgin market in Lake Como, similar to what I started in Muskoka. And uh, yeah, he was, um, uh, he and still is a big mentor for my business. Well, how, let, let, let's go back to the beginning. And, and when you started this, what made you do this? What made you get into it? Yeah, um, I got into it because I bought a property that I didn't realize um, had the ability to earn quite a bit of money by renting it. I was told by my real estate agent, um, I bought a property in Muskoka, and I was told by my real estate agent that we could rent the property for $25,000 for the month of July. And I'm just kind of going, 
what? And this was like a long time ago. This was like 10 years ago. And so I said, oh, well, that sounds pretty good. I was recently separated and I had just started a new job. And I thought, okay, well, that sounds good. I, I can only probably only take two or three weeks off in the summer anyway. So I might as well rent it out. And so the second summer I was there, I started renting it out um, for probably three or four weeks. And that fam- those families wanted to come back the next year. So I went to my neighbors on Lake Rosso and said, you know, they want to come back. And they said, oh, yeah, well, we sure wouldn't mind making, you know, $5,000 a week. <laughs> and so anyways, and they said, sure. And uh, we've got some friends that want to rent it out. So anyways, sure enough, I got another family that was interested and then a family across the lake. And the third summer, I uh, saved the money that I rent, um, used to rent the cottage. And I took my family on a vacation to Provence. And I was the one that was sort of looking at planning the trip and stuff like that. And I'm all over websites on VRBO looking at, you know, places to stay in Provence and nice, nice places to stay and nice things to do. And I'm, you know, clicking on these links and emailing people and nobody's getting back and just going through the rigmarole of this abyss of not really knowing if anybody really is on the other side and not trusting and so anyways, I ended up um, clicking on a link that took me, and these are these are back in the days where you could actually go to the website that was hosting the uh, property. So anyways, I clicked on this link. It was called Beverly Hills of Lubron Valley. Clicked on her website. She had eight villas in, Lu- in the Lubron Valley. And I emailed her. She got right back to me. I said, can I call you? She said, fine. Um, I called her up. And she was actually English, but she represented these uh, villas in Provence. And I basically got off the phone and said, okay, I'm going through her eight properties. I'm only looking at these eight properties and I'm only, and I'm picking one of these eight properties. And so when we got everything all organized, we arrived there, there was a fruit basket for us. She had a glass of wine with us. She uh, um, set us up with a private chef named Cosette for like three nights there, um, organized shopping trips, kayak tour. And so anyways, I was, I came back from, and then, you know, it was interesting because I remember being there and thinking, oh, it's so nice to see her, you know, like, and I wonder if she's going to come back <laughs> and like, you know, I wonder if she's just going to drop in again, thinking she's only there mostly for us. Like we know in the business when we've got 30 arrivals on a weekend or whatever, you know, you're, you're lucky you can see me for 10 minutes kind of thing. But anyway, so I sort of hoping she'd become back because I just had such a warm feeling about mm-hmm. her. And uh, so anyways, she never came back. But um, after the trip, I sort of thought, hmm, there's no Beverly in Muskoka. So maybe I could sort of be the Beverly. So anyways, this was while I was thinking and I was contemplating and I was getting older and not liking my job and fighting the traffic to get up to cottage country on Friday afternoon and getting uh, eight o'clock at night and thinking on Saturday that I had to fight the traffic to come back. And so anyways, I nurtured this idea in my brain for three years before I actually set sight to my business. I knew right from the start that I was going to call it Jane's Cottages because I thought that, you know, you've got a a trusting name, like when you put your name on something. And I contacted Beverly before I started, about six months before I started and said like, you know, Beverly, why did you send those cleaners into our cottage? 
when we were there, went into the, the country house that we're renting while we were there. And she goes, oh, Jane, I didn't do that for you. I did that for the owners. So they could, so I could have some eyes on, you know, what was going on in the property. And I sort of thought, hmm, that is something really smart to get your owners on board is by sending in cleaners during their stay to make them feel really comforted. And so anyways, I went back to Muskoka and I um, put some ads in the paper because I had been renting my cottage for three years and the local paper and said, um, new owners, I have renters ready for next year, looking to book now for next summer on the three big lakes in Muskoka, contact me and I'll do everything. And so anyway, so that's sort of the, uh, that's how I sort of got involved in the business. I set up at a festival in the fall called the Bala of Cranberry Festival. I had three clients before then. I probably got about eight through the festival. So I had 11. By the time summer came, I had 25 cottages on my website. Then the next summer, I had 60, 120, 150. I'm probably up to about 300 now. That is quite phenomenal. Um, there's something Thank I you. picked out from what you just said, um, which is what stands you out from... And I, I, I'm not sure I should say competition because there is, you don't really have competition in what you do. But what you just said mm-hmm. was, I'll do everything. And, yeah. you know, I know from being in the same market as you that, you know, we don't do everything. We, yeah. majority of, of property management, rental management companies in Ontario do rental management that's it not the marketing yeah yes yes and and while I think some are now moving more to offering property management as well you've uh, so you've you've very much cornered the market in this luxury market so when when you when you started out did you because we started out in 2003 maybe 2002 Mm Took yeah. absolutely anything that was out there. You know, if you want to rent it, we'll we'll give it a go. But I yeah. think you you were you were a little bit more discriminating or a lot more discriminating than that. How did you start with setting your criteria as to you know what you were going to take on and what you would not? Mm-hmm. In some ways, I felt that I was really lucky because those ads that I put in the local Muskoka paper about looking for owners, I do everything, I've got guests, families looking to rent next summer. Most of the people that responded to those ads were on the three lakes. Mm -hmm. And so before I knew it, I probably had out of maybe my first 15 properties, I only had two that weren't on the three lakes. And so then I started establishing myself sort of as being um, more particular on those three lakes. And as you know, I've even gone more upscale, like, you know, I am, I I don't take on rustic cottages anymore, rustic properties anymore, um, because now it just doesn't fit with my brand. Mm -hmm. If I have any issues at the properties, people will say, well, this is Jane's luxury rental. I can't believe that, you know, you provided a a place like that, that had, you know, maybe um, a dock that had some uh, boards that were falling apart or whatever, like those sort of things people are very picky about. So anyways, I do, uh, I do have a brand to live up to. So anyways, yes, I have established a brand, which is amazing. I think you're interesting to your audience is Um, I probably, I'm basically, I had, I think, out of about 600 rentals last year, I had about two on VRBO and everything else is direct. And so I really, 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we've, we've been 100%. Well, many of us are. We're all, yes. we, we focus on booking direct. And I think this, this comes across to our colleagues in the US as, as being, you know, so, something, you know, we're outliers basically because we're, we're very much direct booking across the board. I think there's, you know, if, if you yeah. get down to Niagara area, then perhaps that's more focused on, on Airbnb and the, and the bigger mm-hmm. platforms. Um, but yes, we too are, you know, been 100% yeah. direct. In fact, we, we took a booking through VRBO yesterday and it's the first one, mm-hmm. <laughs> first one since, uh, since Canada stays was taken over by, uh, by Expedia and yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, what do we do with this? <laughs> I know. I don't even know what to do with them anymore. Like we have, uh, anyways, we are distributed on DRBO, but people yes. find us directly. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We've been distributed on VRBO for, for certainly the last year. And mm-hmm. for some reason, well, I say for some reason, I think we know why people find us directly because it's brand, you know, we've all got our brands mm-hmm. out there. It is a hot, mm-hmm. it, it is a, a, a good repeat market as well. Yes. Yeah, um, very much so. So you you stand out really, and what 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 gets me is that you you do focus on this. One, you focus on the luxury market. Secondly, you do provide everything, which is really that that's the norm in the North American market. You know, you provide cleaning services and and good quality linens, but you you also have control over these as well, rather than just allowing anybody right. to put right. anything yeah. in there. So how yeah. how do you set those standards and how do the owners go along mm-hmm. with that? Okay, so yeah, I think like I call myself sort of like a decentralized four seasons now. And so what we have at our properties is a beautiful property and the owners are to leave it in a rental ready condition. Um, that means outside property all blown and ready for rental, inside completely clean or my cleaning team will go and clean it. If the owner cleans it, we have a full inspection before and we can't risk, we have hotel clean standards. And so if there's any problem, we send pictures to the owner and we're um, finishing up the clean. We outfit all the bedrooms with our linens and our towels. We set things up a certain way. We're just like hotel. We have our toiletries, our flowers, um, gift basket, um, our cottage manual that James Insider, and we have a personal concierge that greets the guest upon arrival. Um, All of our staff are uniformed, including our personal concierge that has white linen blouse and a gold pin. And that concierge person is on the phone with the guest on their way up, um, texting them just to confirm arrival time and that type of thing. So yeah, we really are just like going into a hotel, you know, it is like arriving at a property, a person is there waiting for you and the property has been inspected and staged for your arrival. And so I think, you know, that's how, that's sort of our formula. That's sort of the way we do things. That concierge person is available 24 seven during the guest day. We have weekly linen changes and weekly housekeeping. For most of, we have weekly linen changes for all of our properties. Um, Anything over $15,000 a week has um, housekeeping as well. And usually that means two separate visits. So again, those eyes on the property Mm -hmm. for the owners. How the owners have agreed to this is number one, in my segment of the market, a lot of owners 
don't want me to use their linens. So that makes sense. And I know anybody in this industry, and when I was using their linens, how many linens you lose, mm-hmm. you know, they you can't find that pink pillowcase that's got the uh, whatever, like it's just the biggest pain in the world. But on the other hand, like I have $120,000 worth of linen inventory. I can, I have probably the biggest linen system in Muskoka with servicing 1500 beds. So that's a lot bigger than the Marriott down the street. I have built a um, 4,000 square foot linen storage area and office as a result of the business growing as much as it has. But on the other hand, consumers or my guests love the idea. Mm -hmm. Like it has to have Jane's white linens. Like this is something that really drives them there because people like the assurance that they know that the linens have been cleaned before they get there. And, uh, and then it's, you know, and of course people also love the assurance that if something goes wrong, you're going to be there to make sure it's being attended to until it's done right. Um, I, you know, I know from the, you know, geography, of our location, that it's got to be a challenge logistically. You know, the, the, these properties aren't all in the same street or in the same town. They are yeah. dotted, and, and you say they're on three lakes. That covers a lot of acreage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, a, no, we're, we were on three lakes. Now we're probably on 20 lakes or more. And yes, it's crazy. So, I have 75 staff in the summer and probably at any time have 15 vehicles out on the road going to all these places. So we are basically like Amazon. And not only are we having, um, we have drivers that take cleaners to these properties, because as you know, it's very difficult to get our cleaners driving their car because the roads are difficult and gas is expensive. So I have to have drivers in vans who take cleaners. Um, But then I also have concierge services such as water trampolines and kayaks and, you know, private chefs and stuff like that, that also have to be moved around to different locations. Um, We have also a private agency garbage pickup now. So we do private agency garbage pickup because some of the areas don't have um, municipal garbage pickup. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyways, yeah, it's, it is an Amazon nightmare every day. I could, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm blown away, you know, yeah. I'm just seeing the logistical challenges here. Um, so again, going back to when you started was just yeah. you. How mm-hmm. quickly did you grow your your staff, and where did you get them from? Because th- th- yeah. this is the huge issue, and I, I I hear this from everybody. You know, getting reliable housekeeping staff, cleaning staff that are going to turn up when they say they're going to turn up. Um, right. So so do you? Yeah. Explain that. How did you start, and how quickly did you grow? Yeah, so I started with 25 cottages and I had a, I had I brought up two cleaners from the city and I had two cleaners in Muskoka. And so I had and at that point I was, you know, and I didn't have 25 cottages being rented all the time and stuff like that, so there was a little bit of hit and miss, but starting the next summer I probably had about eight cleaners. Right now I have two houses in Port Carling where I house about 25 cleaners from Toronto. Mm-hmm. And they're very strong cleaners um, that come up. They're usually nannies during the year and they come up and they're um, cleaning for me in the summer. So their kids, they, the, um, the families that they work for, the kids go to camp or whatever, or they're just the families um, just are happy to have their, their nanny go away for a bit in the summer and work for Jane's Cottages. 
And so anyways, that has the excellent cleaning that I have has really been a really important Mm. part of my brand. And that has helped, obviously, because when owners go back to their cottage and their cottage is looking really nice and clean, that's amazing word of mouth. Like not only did the owners get some great money in their pocket, but they were very happy with what we call our RTO, which is return to owner clean and, and them coming back. I, I think we should we should say that, you know, th- these these cottages aren't rented rented out by the night. You can't, you, people don't normally rent them out for one or two nights. Um, right. They're weekly. And in some cases, I know that you rent out on monthly, on a monthly basis, which I guess mm-hmm. for lo- from a logistic standpoint, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, my owners also prefer, you know, what I really try to do is if my owner gives me a month, I try to find a month rental. Mm -hmm. I would say with COVID, um, we probably have increased our rental rate from, I think it was about 16 days to now we're about 23 days or something. So we do have long-term, like any over three week rentals is being very popular in the summer season. Mm -hmm. Um, We're of course doing shorter term rentals now, but it is really great, especially for owners when they're concerned about turnovers and stuff like that, that you, if we're only having one family, and there is something that goes wrong, it's pretty easy to have it be accountable to one family. Another thing that we do um, is we do pre and post inspections. And so we go around um, and have a checklist and have a camera and we are noting all pre-existing damages. And then we go back and we note post-inspection damages. We also take a very big security deposit. And so if a, if a guest is willing to rent with us and have a big deposit, we feel well assured that, you know, chances are they're going to not make any, you know, significant damages. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these, these are, these are high end cottages. What is, what is the, what's the highest end property that you have? What's the rental re- weekly rental um, on that one? I think I've just upped it. I think it's a hundred thousand a week. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it was 82,000 last year. And as you know, real estate prices have gone up crazily. But anyways, my average family booking is over $40,000 per rental. Yeah. Yeah. So that means you're getting like a a three or four or five week rental at sort of like 10,000. Anyways, it's probably around 16,000, I would say, or 20,000 would be the average weekly rental Mm -hmm. rate. And then you multiply it by how long they stay. Yeah. So yeah. you, uh, at those rates, you'll be you'll be dealing with some challenging guests, I'm sure. So you know, I really think that the big thing in our business is we have to be reasonable. Our owners have to be reasonable, and our guests have to be reasonable. It's a really gratifying business to be in because most times people are so excited about their holidays. The owners count on you to deliver a good family and we do our very best to deliver a good family and they're hopefully just getting money in their bank account with, you know, a seamless rental experience for them. And so it sort of is a, a nice situation in terms of making it work out. I forget what your question was. Though. Well, it's really about high demand guests because oh, I, right. I know that, yeah. uh, that we, you know, we've, we've seen some this year, you know, tolerance levels have lowered. And mm-hmm. and expectations and demands have risen, and yeah. you know, it, I mean, we're we're on a a, a more moderate level of um, of rentals, but even so, you know, when we get up to seven to ten thousand a week 
mm-hmm. then we are finding that, you know, people don't tolerate anything going wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, I agree. And we need more service people. Like we have to have more people available on the phone and being able to answer. One thing I found that we didn't have this summer enough of was bums in seats. Mm-hmm. Everybody was out. And we need more people to have bums and seats to be able to email and make phone calls and stuff like that. And so we can answer on a faster rate to guests that we're having service issues. But um, I'm sure you were in the same, I'm, I know everywhere in Ontario is in the same situation. There is such labor shortages that as much as we wanted to do better service, and I, I cringe when I couldn't do the type of service that I like to do. I just know that people are walking out of restaurants and people are walking out of hotels and stuff like that because they can't get service. And it's been very, very, the labor shortage has been so real, but it drives me crazy. Like if there's anything, like I'm just such a customer service type person. And if we can't deliver it and our whole staff knows we want to deliver it, um, it was just overwhelming. And I think, you know, I think there were, you know, people say that it was more difficult summer with guests demanding more and stuff like that. Yeah. In some cases they were, but in cases, this is the business we're in and we got to try to do it, you know? And so you just got to, you got to try to do your best that you can do and grin and bear it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm sure that even in high-end properties, you still have to, you still deal occasionally with the things that, that the rest of us do, like mice and bats and... Of course. <laughs> yeah. And bears on uh, the deck. Yeah, absolutely. We have that or spiders on the dog. Are these poisonous and that sort of thing? We have all those sort of things. And yeah, anyways... We probably do a lot more than, you know, a lot of companies do about going out too many times to service things. But on the other hand, I am really surprised. Like I I thought that we were going to have a lot of, you know, poor reviews this year just because of our labor issues. And we still had really, really good reviews. Yeah, that is great. Yeah. So, so let's let's turn a little bit to what you're using to support your business in the way of of tech and sure. There's so many suppliers out there, and there's so there's so much choice of different things. What is it that you're using that really works for you? Yeah, well, I have been all through this PMS stuff for many years and gone through all and and I, as I said, I'm a big researcher, so I have looked into pretty much everything that I think would be relevant for us. And I have a team now, I have a director of IT that also is very much into this. And we actually had a call a few weeks ago for the first time with anybody. And we've been using a company called Logics. Ever since we started, we've been using Logics. I had a call with another um, PMS company and there were some major misses on it. And uh, anyways, we made the decision that Um, we have moved to basically having our CRM be our focal point. And so everything now goes into our CRM. So our PMS goes into our CRM, our scheduling goes into our CRM. The problem with um, many PMSs is you can't do reports. And there's so many things that we can't do on um, a PMS that we are Mm -hmm. um, having a developer um, be able to integrate and do APIs on our CRM so we can really manage So we can create reports, for example, that's able to say by cottage, what type of internet does everybody have? Mm -hmm. You know, like stuff like that, that you really want to be able to create reports on owner data that you be, you can be able to make it that much more seamless for the guests to, 
be able to get information and for us to be able to extract information and be able to put it into our, mm-hmm. our insider in the manual and be able to get it online and all that kind of stuff. So we're creating um, basically an electronic um, CMS, CRM that will have all of our owner data and our inventory and concierge services and stuff like that. So, so a homegrown CRM? No, it's Zoho. We actually oh, use Zoho. Zoho. Okay. Yep. We're using Zoho and we've hired Zoho. Um, so we have a developer, but yep, we're using Zoho to the max right now, mm-hmm. meaning their trouble ticket system, their creator, we're developing our own. Their creator allows us to develop um, spreadsheets online. So basically HR stuff. Anyways, we've used uh, a lot of Zoho. Okay. That, that's brilliant. And I, I love, you know, integrating all your, your PMS activities into there. Yeah, that's great. What about communication? Uh What about communications with guests? How are you managing that? We are using text a lot more. But yes, so guests can text us, they can Facebook messenger us, they can email us, they can call us. um, And we respond to their choice of thing. But what we're now trying to do is make sure our staff when they get a Facebook messenger or text, they're going into our CRM and writing those notes Mm -hmm. about what that guest uh, detail was and what they're looking for and stuff like that. This this is a really interesting take on it because I I, th- I think what property managers do as as they're growing is they tend to bolt on all these different yeah. applications and all the all this different mm-hmm. software until you've got and when we've done this over time mm-hmm. and then you just have this overblown set of 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 software that really doesn't talk to each other and I love this way that you've you've um, you've approached yeah. this. Yeah, like even to the point where we're going to start. So um, having invoicing, we are moving to our CRM for all our invoicing. So our invoicing isn't out of our PMS. Um, It's going to be out of our CRM. So we can have our concierge invoices on it and our cleaning invoices Mm -hmm. and other, not just the rental invoices. Yeah, that's really interesting. I haven't heard of, of of that being done before. So, I mean, you could, I suppose, have just said, okay, let's get rid of Logix. Let's get rid of any CRM and move to something like Track, which is like I looked at, yeah, which okay. is which is mm-hmm. such a major, major departure. Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear over time how that because you are you're growing so rapidly uh, mm-hmm. that that still using the same PMS, you're still using Logics after you know, from, I know from twenty five properties know. to three hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And their biggest customer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, yeah. that's the first time I think Logics have got mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> I bet. Okay. And actually, they've been really, really good, I got to yeah. say. So anyway, shout out to Logics. So, well, there will yeah. be a link, link to yeah. Logics in the show notes. Okay. Okay. What about marketing? Where do you do, you know, you, you're just about 100% mm-hmm. book direct. Where do you find those guests? Okay, so marketing for guests, we would be marketing for guests on Google. And uh, how else do we market? Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. Just the regular things. I think we have, if you Google Muskoka or anything about luxury rentals or anything like that, you're going to find that we come up really quite well. So are you using paid paid Mm -hmm. advertising? Uh, for yeah. Google. And and what about your website? Because people are coming to your website all the time. How important mm-hmm. is how important is um, content on your website for SEO? Yeah, I think it's really important. I, you know, I search for um, airport pickup or water tramps and all of a sudden James Cottages comes up mm-hmm. with airport pickup. 
And so, yes, the website is has been good for SEO for sure. Yep. Do, do you do it yourself? Do you do you write your own content, or do you have somebody else that's writing your content for you now? No, it's in my staff. People in my yeah. staff are doing it. Yeah, we're updating it and that sort of thing. This is fascinating, and I know that uh, you know people are going to find there's there's lots of things in here to take away. So I just want to go back to learning about learning about this business. And you talked at the beginning about, you know, getting out there and asking people. Because I know when I, when I started back in, the, in 2002, nobody was giving anything away. Right. You know, I remember the, you know, go, going to another property manager and asking a question and I got a very blank, no, I'm, you know, you're my competitor. You're, you're this mm-hmm. new person in this industry who's coming out and I'm not intending talking to you at all. The whole networking issue is you know, so it's very different now. People yeah. are far more willing to share. Is that, is that what you found, that if you ask a question, somebody's happier to talk to you? Yeah, and I also feel that I am a leader now, and so I'm not that worried about people. You know, I'm happy to share and stuff like that, and there's not too many people in my area that are competing with me. I mean, so certainly, in the, you know, for us in the past, you know, five or six years, having that having that network of the Ontario Cottage Rental Managers Association has been such, such a benefit mm-hmm. to everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and I know you've recently been out there asking questions about the taxation, government taxation on cottage rentals and the responses have just been phenomenal. You know, people, yeah. everybody's coming back and telling them, telling you what they're doing. And that yeah. I think is, makes it so worthwhile wherever you are in this industry is the first thing you do is open yourself uh-huh. up to the nearest association. Absolutely. I'm so glad we developed this uh, Ontario Cottage Rental Managers Association. It's uh, It's been, you know, it's been super helpful to have colleagues that, you know, are going through the same thing and everybody is doing it. You know, the, we've been very lucky. Our industry is very much growing. Everybody's business is growing. And so, you know, we're all enjoying the fruits of, of our hard work and uh, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some, but in the end, we're all growing. Well, we, we certainly are. Cause I'm sure, you know, we're all reaping the benefits of, everybody seeming to want to buy a cottage right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're we're seeing two or three new owner inquiries every single day at the moment. I'm sure you're going through exactly the same thing. So, so you are, you're branching out. My husband came home the other day, said, Hey, I heard Jane on the radio. Really? Yes. It was, it was um, an ad. It must've been, yeah, it must've been Huntsville. It must've been like a base. Yes. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So we're, yeah. So we're looking for new owners in that, in that area for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so, mm-hmm. so you are branching out from, I mean, we, I know you're branching out from the Muskoka area, the Globe and Mail. We're in Collingwood. Yeah. Yeah. The Globe and Mail article talked about BC and Whistler. So yeah, so we're it. looking uh, there as well. Yeah. So looking at Whistler, looking at um, Kelowna. Anyways, we have a really great core set of owners and of guests. And if we are able to develop a little pocket somewhere mm-hmm. of, you know, five or 10 um, luxury homes in a certain area. Um, there's no reason why I wouldn't want to market those to my existing clientele. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so just touching on owner acquisition, it's something that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you don't, if you don't have owners, you don't have a business. Right. Um, so you've, you had a radio ad. I have mm-hmm. seen the billboards, uh-huh. got Jane's Cottages yeah. billboards. How else do you go out mm-hmm. and look for new owners? Um, how, refer, is, is referrals a high level of acquisition for you? Yeah, 
It is. And I also do luxury magazine advertising. So I'm in um, a lot of luxury. Probably I'm in our homes and escarpment and on the bay. I'm in three luxury magazines in the Collingwood area. Um, and <clears throat> um, one in the um, PI, um, Prince Edward County, PC, and um, and then in Muskoka Life and in some other, and um, one in Barrie as well for Lake Simcoe. Wow. So, yeah. So, you're, yeah, you're the media budget. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm going to be doing some sponsorship in uh, the Collingwood area as well. Oh, that's really interesting. What does the future hold for Jane's Cottages? What does the future hold? Well, I'm very happy. I've just um, hired two people in my business. Uh, I hired the hotel manager of the Shangri-La Hotel, who has come, who has just joined us beginning of just August, um, October 4th. So he was in he was in charge of the hotel, all the operations, with the exception of the restaurant. So he is really elevating that sort of fine touch, high-end guest experience. And I think he, and the reason I've hired him is because I think that, um, you know, he will, he can do some training. We've been doing, you know, all of our, all of our employees have been local and, you know, super, super hard workers and stuff like that, but just a little bit finer training. He went to, you know, hotel um, and, you know, school management and, uh, uh, I do think he has a really strong way of dealing with both customers and our guests and owners. Um, we've also hired a VP of marketing from a company in Toronto as well. And we are going to be redoing uh, our website and making it not as much about Jane's Cottages, but as about lifestyle. Wow. So here's the lifestyle that we live in and we rent and we, uh, you know, so we're going to make our brand more of a leader and pr um, promoting this type of lifestyle. So we'll be seeing some changes in that as well. So um, and then, yes, I would like to get into some areas like a few markets in the U.S. and a few and few in Canada outside of Ontario. We'll see how that goes. And uh, that's about it, I guess, just uh, trying to. Um, keep up with the demand as far as all the owners that want to list with us. And uh, we have three full-time photographers and, uh, you know, so we're out busy mm -hmm. trying to shoot while this weather is nice. Yeah, exactly. I was out this morning mm -hmm. and thinking, oh, the colors are beginning to fade just a I little. Know. Just a little, just I almost know. overnight, the the vibrancy yeah. has gone. So I was mm -hmm. out. We, we were out doing photography yesterday. So <laughs> yeah, it's just about just about done for another year. I had another question that has gone out of my head. Oh yes, yes, you you won a couple of awards and you've been featured Thank in you. the Globe and Mail. So so what were they? What was uh, there was an award you won a couple of years ago? So I won um, the Women of Influence. Um, award for Canada from the RBC. And it uh, was the winner of um, a startup, uh, startup entrepreneur of, uh, anyways, I guess uh, they chose me as the winner of the Women of Influence Award for a startup business. And this year we won as the Globe and Mail as one of the fastest growing companies. For the last three years, we have a growth rate of over 150%, and that will be even higher next year. Um, we're basically three times the size of what we were three years ago. 
And so I must say that for me getting that entrepreneurial award um, that I have on my website and the Globe and, and the Report on Business Award that's now on my website, these are awards that I really recommend people to um, see if they can qualify for and stuff like that, because it does add credibility to mm-hmm. your business. And in my case, the clientele that I'm dealing with are very high end and very much probably business people, and they like to see that. And so these types of awards have done more for my business than any any social media really has done. I think that, that that's wonderful, and I'll put links mm-hmm. on the show notes to um, oh. to the oh, press, so anybody can go and take a look at that. Jane, it's been absolutely Thanks, fantastic talking right. to you. You know, we've 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 haven't had this sort of in depth conversation in in the yeah. years that we've known each other, and I think it's it, I think it's been it's been truly motivating and inspirational. And, and certainly for people who are listening and who are thinking, you know, well, I'd like to get into this business now, where can I go? Well, I think you've shown that anybody getting into this business now can go anywhere. So, they can. They yeah. can. It's just a lot of hard work. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you at a meeting again very soon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving. Well, that was tremendous. I found talking to Jane so inspirational. It made me think, you know, gosh, if I were starting back up in this business again and and I could have somebody like that as a mentor, there would have been no stopping where I could go with it. Um, it's taken me 20 years to get nowhere near where Jane is right now. So, you know, massive kudos to her for achieving so much in such a small space of time. So for those of you listening who may be thinking about, you know, maybe you've got four or five properties or you haven't even got into the business yet, don't get swayed by the fact that Jane is at 300 properties right now because a mere six or seven years ago, she was absolutely where you are now. So it just takes Well, it just takes dedication and determination of which she has in spades. So I I hope you enjoyed that. And, you know, if you've got any questions that you'd like to put to Jane, you know, just definitely send them to me at heather at vacationrentalformula.com. And uh, and I will pass those on because she, as as Jane said to me, she, she had so much help from other people when she was starting up and she's now in a position where she can share that knowledge the, the knowledge and expertise that she has gained and share it with others so uh, so let me know right that is it for another week and by now you'll have probably got an email from mike um, if you're on our mailing list about the uh, small but mighty course that we are preparing and we're going to be releasing the full course in the new year. However, we're starting up with a beta group and that's a going to be a small group, maximum of 10 people who I'm going to motivate, encourage, inspire, hopefully, and chivy through all the modules that we're going to be putting together in our Small But Mighty Professional Manager course. 
you know, it's ideally for anybody who's wanting to start out in the business or somebody who's already already at, say, five to 10 or even 15 properties and wants to grow it more, wants to get to the Jane's Cottages level. So we're going to, you know, talk about all you know the basics of property management, but we're doing it in a very um, specific way that you won't see anywhere else. We're approaching it in a, in a very different way because we are kicking off with, with business mindset and actually looking at what you're, uh, you know, how you should, how you're perceiving your business now and how you're perceiving it as, as it's going to grow in the future. So we'll be looking at it from a very individual viewpoint and bringing you all together, bringing this beta group together to discuss different approaches because we're all very different and there's no one size fits all in this business. We all come with a different personality profile and we have different strengths and different weaknesses. So throughout this this course, we're going to be looking at how you can manage the weaknesses and how you can develop the strengths and the sort of people that you'll have to bring to you, bring, you know, on board as you grow to complement those strengths and to bolster up areas where you're not as strong. So that, that's sort of the way we're looking at it. If you want to learn more and you're not on our email list, get in touch with uh, Mike at vacationrentalformula.com and he will send you out some information about uh, joining the beta group. And what we're going to do is get you to go through the course. And there is a, there, there will be a charge for this, because, but it will be uh, a fraction of what the course is proper is is going to be because we're going to be looking at you as beta testers seeing as this is going to work for you but you get to be in on the ground floor and then once the course is complete and ready to go in the new year then you will have full access to that as well so if you're interested get in touch with mike at vacationrentalformula.com if you don't know who mike is he's my son my business partner so we work very very closely together and i hope to hear from you So that's it for another week and I'm heading out to my garden once again. As as I mentioned to Jane, the fall is just about done here. You know, the colours have come, they've gone, the leaves are down. It's looking like, not quite looking like winter because it's not white outside yet, but it it is definitely looking like we're heading into November. So I'm off and I will talk to you again next week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.